0: It is time for another edition of Coach Nero Chat, a Thursday podcast. I'm Jeremy. Per usual, I am joined by Robbie. And, well, the last podcast was titled In Shambles, Robbie. I'm going to title this one Still in Shambles after Atletico were dumped out of the Copa del Rey on Wednesday by Real Sociedad. The the bleeding does not stop. This salt keeps getting poured into an open wound here with Atletico.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's what... It's just getting worse and worse, and I think... It, it's kind of funny, it's actually interesting the way that these things develop. Uh, at first, it's only... It's kind of the people who watch Atletico say unnecessarily, or not unnecessarily, but really, really closely, where they're like, something's not right here. And then the, the, the wider, or the slightly wider audience starts to f- f- kind of catch on, and now all of a sudden it's kind of like, it's, it's fairly inevitable that this is a full-blown crisis we're talking about at the moment.
0: Unlike really any that we have experienced in in 10 years of watching Diego Simeone's Atletico, there have been bumps in the road. There have been periods of, of poor form. There have been a couple seasons where Atletico didn't look like they were going to get into the top four, but they ended up doing that at the end of the season. This This feels different, though, Robbie, at least to me. This feels like a genuine... As you said, a full-blown crisis that requires uh, a lot of a lot of serious work just to get Atletico into the top four. Uh, they have been knocked out of the two domestic cup competitions in back-to-back games. Back-to-back games within the last 10 days. The domestic cups were supposed to salvage Atletico's season, given how it's gone in La Liga and how it may end up going in the Champions League. But instead, Atletico uh, knocked out by Athletic in Saudi Arabia in the Supercopa there. And Real Sociedad with a a clinical and controlling performance at Real Arena on uh, Wednesday. Most of the headlines centered on Felipe Montero and his really, really poor performance in central defense. You could argue he had a hand uh, in both goals conceded. But, you know, this is, this is not really... Anything new? This is not really surprising from Atletico. It's it's really bleak right now. It, the issues are just compounding one on top of the other, and it starts with with the central defense.
1: Yeah, and it, and it's it's something that 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 you could never say about Atletico Madrid. Never, they might have played awful football. They might have. They might have lost, and they might have got hammered, and whatever. But they always left their left their. Uh, they died with their boots on, and I think I think we're watching right now is a team that uh, isn't necessarily like. I mean, Adnan Janazai scored that first goal. Adnan Janazai, I I can't remember him ever scoring a headed goal. Uh, uh, maybe I'm completely missing uh, a load of them, but I can't remember him ever being. It, well he's never in central positions enough to actually to, to score goals but he's not good in the air he's not like a brave strong player in the air he was surrounded by Atletico Madrid players uh, last night and he and then he somehow found a way to leap over all of them and I think that's just I mean we can talk about Simeone's tactics which I'm sure we will and, and, and they need to be criticised but that's just a fairly basic thing a ball in on top of your six yard box where you've got plenty of defenders around uh, against a fairly lightweight winger and you're 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 coming out second best that's uh, it's unacceptable really
0: yeah yeah just complete chaos uh, as it has been most of the season with atletico's penalty area defending like all three of felipe versalco angel correa are in the vicinity any one of them can really knock down this ball and clear it atletico had grown into the game. This was a period in the game where Atletico were playing better. They weren't on top, but they were improving. They looked like Yannick Carrasco had just hit the post a few minutes earlier. They had started to improve a bit, and it's yet another gut punch because of really nonsensical defending, just concentration, focus issues once again rearing their heads. Just incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 not to... Well, we've already laboured the point, there's no point in <laughs> saying that, but <laughs> to, to further labour the point, um, it just stems from a, a, a general uncertainty around the team and how they're trying to play and who they are and what they're trying to do and, and, and the, 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 their, posi- their positions within what they're trying to do and their ability to do what they're being asked to do, and yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a proper mess. Which has been a good few months in the in the in the making, really, and it's a question now of how bad does this get? How much does Simeone have left in him? Is he able to turn this around to 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 end in a, a, the season in a respectable fashion? Because, um, yeah, like teams like Sevilla, Real Betis. And No, but like Barcelona, there, there's four teams. Um, no no I would maybe question Betis's ability to kind of to, to 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 get over the end finish line because they haven't been here before. Mm. But Sevilla, Real Madrid, and Barcelona are three teams. Provided Xavi does kind of knock a tune out of that Barcelona squad, there's three teams in the in the top four, and then you're looking at. Uh, uh, Betis, maybe Villarreal, like it, it, like you said at the start, it's it's really not a, a foregone conclusion here that let it go into cha- playing Champions league, league next year, which makes a rebuild even harder.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that quite a bit yesterday. Is that in La Liga's top four race? Madrid and Sevilla are going to finish one two in in some in some order. It's probably going to be Madrid <laughs> winning the league, but uh, you have Madrid and Sevilla. You have Betis, La Real. Virial, Barcelona, possibly even Valencia. Valencia beat Atletico this weekend. Valencia are right in the thick of the race. So you've got, what, five teams fighting for two places? And Atletico may have the most pure talent of any of those teams when you just look at the names and look at what some of these players have accomplished. But Atletico don't have a clear idea of how to play. And Atletico don't have strength and depth. Uh, all those other teams do. More or less, all of them do. Like, I think Betis... Medes have a real shot because they are very clear on how they want to play, and they have two of the most informed midfielders in La Liga, in Canales and Fekir. Um, Sergio, yeah. and just take a second here to, 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 to uh, wax
1: lyrical about Sergio Canales because he is go for it. absolutely world-class, and it is such a pity that he never kind of uh, uh, got a proper run when he was 26, 27, because he is world-class, like, so good, and and um, he actually might be just hitting his prime right now, and if he can stay fit, and if Nabil Fakir adds a little bit of uh, of his kind of magic sauce to the, to the mixture, uh, Real Betis are, like, and, and Pele, uh, Pellegrini there, he has had... Uh, he has the experience of winning with a team. Now, you know the question is whether they kind of have the peripheral talent to get over the line. But in terms of star talent, style, manager, uh, Real Betis are right there. Absolutely. Um, Atletico. Just back to the point about about Atletico struggling, not mm-hmm. knowing who they are. I I don't really trust in Simeone to kind of pull it out here and, and, and uh, pull it out of the fire and change and, and, and uh, develop the style that's going to be needed to take them over the line. So it's kind of like, this is what you're going to get from Atletico. Now they can fix the defensive mistakes, fair enough, but it's still going to be touch and go
0: here. I am not even sure if they can fix the defensive mistakes. Jimenez and Savage have been out for half the year and... Just the the second goal yesterday. Simeone looked like a guy who is just completely out of ideas and and solutions on how to solve this team's defensive errors when they are self inflicted to this degree. I mean, I don't understand what Felipe is doing, just dribbling the ball around the halfway line. On on one hand, I respect the confidence. On the other hand, it's just utter madness to give away the ball in that position. And the the camera panning to Simeone, just throwing his arms up like. What are you doing? Like, that that's a guy who strikes me as, you know, we're in the middle of January. There's still a bunch of season to go, but he looks like he's hes tried as much as he can to get this team to play the football he wants them to play. But there's a, there's a clear miscommunication. Like, the players are not responding. They continue to make the same kind of amateurish mistakes each game, and they're, they're not enjoying themselves. Simeone's not enjoying it. It's just awful.
1: Yeah, and 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 it was um, when you look back at that goal, the, the second goal, Felipe. It was a really good press from from uh, from Real Sociedad, Sorlot and, and Saba just yeah. pressed it with a perfect pressing trap, um, and and yeah, Felipe made a mistake, but it, it's just, and I, I know it's 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 eighty percent Felipe, maybe even more, and it, but there's also that underlying thing of like what do they know what they're trying to do this is this is the question um, and and I just I don't think that they do and uh, yeah they're being asked to do things that they're not comfortable doing and um, and yeah I, I don't I, I, I just, yeah I, I don't know I don't know what to say man I just hope that this doesn't I hope that Atletico don't like drop back down to where they were post Simeone pre, pre Simeone because um yeah, you know, like, I mean, this could get, like, pretty pretty bad here. Now, they've also got the squad and the, the ability to, to buy players and stuff to, to, that um, uh, with being in Champions League. But if they don't make that, like, where does this this kind of spiral end? Um, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of... We're, 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 we're in trouble here in the, in, in the way that we're talking because we can analyse... Uh, and I suppose this is an apology to the to our listeners because it, it, like we can we can analyse the situation right now and it's just so negative and I'm sure people are kinda of tired of us being talking about how negative it is. But at the same time, we can't really talk as if oh well, next year or, or, or like a new manager because it's it's assuming that Simeone isn't gonna continue and I think that's kind of not it not it. Simeone is listening to our podcast but like it's going really to be to, disrespectful to what he's what he's done for the club and like
0: you know and I, I think what's wrong just goes beyond making one or two signings in January this requires something more exhaustive this requires something more extensive that needs a summer or even an, ent- an entire season especially if Atletico don't get top four to really firmly fix and it it, it also comes down to whether Simeone feels that his race is run. Uh, he's signed a new contract over the summer to 2024, but who could have foreseen this disaster of a season coming? Like that contract was signed with the idea that Atletico were going to seriously compete for silverware this year, the year after, etc. Now that timeline is thrown completely out the window. You have a core of players who helped win La Liga last year and whose whose level has have just their levels have just dropped off completely and we're going to talk about a few of those players in a, a new segment coming up soon but i i guess one positive from wednesday was javi serrano coming on for 15 minutes and playing pretty well um i think that one of the priorities for the rest of the season should be seeing what is there uh, from atletic from atletico b javi serrano looks like he could be a pretty a pretty interesting young prospect a 19 year old midfielder with a bunch of energy and a bunch of activity that's a guy who could be needed in a midfield yesterday that just played so slowly coque herrera de paul i know cholo was light of options with the injuries oh the injuries but that's a midfield that even by spanish football standards is pretty easy to to go around like let alone teams in in europe in the champions league will rip that midfield to shreds and he, but even in spain it's not good enough anymore
1: yeah, and I've got a I've got a, a a little trivia quiz for you here, Jeremy. Who oh boy. is Sorry, which team in La Liga has given the most debuts to players this season and how many?
0: The most debuts. I would say Barca.
1: Yeah, no, Barca is second oh. with 13. Ah. Oh. Yeah, and Real are first, would you believe? Uh, with seventeen, which is which makes sense because their a uh, team coming up from Segunda and there's a lot of kinda of older players making their debuts in La Liga. But who is the team with fewest uh debuts this season and how many?
0: Fewest debuts, I'd say Atletico would have to be down there. Uh uh Carlos Martin would be one, I think Serrano made his league debut so it would be one or two for Atletico and I'd say they were probably they've probably given the least amount of debuts.
1: Yeah, it's two, and uh, yeah, you're right, it is, it's Atletico, it's two, Ugh. Carlos Martín, and uh, I, I didn't check who the other one is, but yeah, I was, I was just doing a piece on this and kind of looking at it, and I just think that if it's it's kind of a part of the broader analysis of Simeone right now at Atletico and who Atletico are trying to be, and, and that uh, are they a team that, for the next six months, do you kind of see what you've got with some of those youngsters? Or do you just say, uh, I mean, I don't think is going to change now. He's not the kind of manager who who, who gives young players chances. So do you, um, uh, yeah, do, do you, like, what are they? Oh, yes, and, and the second one is uh, Mateus Cunha, who's a signing anyway, so it's not even an academy player. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, if Simeone isn't getting results, which is what he kind of... Builds his whole thing on. I don't care about how we play. I want results. If he's not getting results, and he's not playing young players, and like I mean, what, what, where, where, what is he offering? You
0: then, know? He, then he's legitimately becoming a new Mourinho. If that's what, what happens. If he's not bringing in young players. If the club continues to sign expensive older players, uh, academy players don't get a chance, and the the style of play doesn't change. It's still results oriented. Uh, then Simeone literally does become a new Mourinho, which is not yes, what you no, want to hear no. in twenty uh, two.
1: And if they're not even playing um, exciting football, so which they're not. I, I do, no, exactly, and and I, I but I do think I, I I I do appreciate there is some really proper hardcore Atletico Madrid fans who are with Simeone till the death, and I respect that for what he's done. And 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 I, and I get that it's, it's it's a kind of a principle uh, at this point rather than any kind of logic. But but um, <laughs> no, but but I do I do appreciate that, and I do think that uh, he deserves to go out if he if he does if he does decide to leave at the end of the season. I mean, and he obviously he is the night we've said that numerous times on this podcast, and I think it it doesn't even need to be said again. What how how. We know what Diego Simeone is for Atletico and who he is and um, what what he's done for the club, but it's just at this point now it's kind of like it feels like he stayed just a year too long, maybe. And yeah, and it was trending in this direction too. Uh, like I, I know, I know it's it's harsh when you judge a team after they've won La Liga and say oh maybe they didn't deserve it, right? But the truth is, and. Um, atletico won la liga last season by default like real madrid collapsed barcelona collapsed losing to granada uh, you know it wasn't good from atletico they got over the line and they did they they they, they deserve credit for that but sure. i don't know like any other year they're not winning that league well you yeah know, most
0: think. other years yeah they they won la liga m- probably 80% on the strength of their first half of the season when they won 16 and 19 games. In the second half of the season, they were playing at, what, a 70-point pace, 72-point pace? That would not have been good enough to win the league. That would have been good enough to probably finish third or fourth. But because they got off to such a great start, they were able to carry that momentum just long enough to win the final three games, hold off Madrid, and win La Liga. And, And it was great. It's one of the most challenging league seasons ever, given the pandemic and no fans in the stands. And it's a tremendous accomplishment. Uh, winning not one but two leagues under Diego Simeone is a huge deal in an era where Madrid and Barcelona are behemoths. But, yeah, it's it's yeah. certainly looking like last year was the last hurrah. You know, that did Simeone stay a year too long? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but the club is certainly not eager to see him go, even if, if some fans might be. Who knows if some of the players are or not. But the players certainly aren't responding as if, with the intensity needed as if they want to keep Simeone around like Wednesday's performance was just the latest in a list of really kind of soulless and heartless performances from Atletico and a, a team that under Simeone has thrived so much on being the underdog on showing great intensity and character and drive composure and teamwork. All those qualities that they had in abundance for years are, are now gone and it's it that is an indictment on simeone for not being able to successfully transfer those values to this new group of players and it's also on on the players and on the recruitment strategy for not bringing in players who fit simeone's style his philosophy his methods his plan and mario herm also after the game yesterday is talking to spanish radio uh, about the refereeing when he was one of the worst performers on the pitch like that is. That's just a fair loser, or a sore loser, rather. That's uh, losing, winning sorely and, and losing poorly. You know uh, that those aren't Simeone values. Those aren't Chalismo values. Yeah, yeah,
1: and but but this this team is. Miles away from a, a, a Diego Simeone team, and the yeah, only yeah. thing that, that that makes it look and feel like a Diego Simeone team is the fact that he's on the sideline. If he wasn't on the sideline, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, yeah, that's a real Atletico Madrid performance." Nothing, nothing like anything that we, nothing like anything that we uh, came to expect from from uh, from Atletico under him in the past.
0: It's. Really, just I, I can't recall. Maybe Chelsea a few years ago when they won the league under Mourinho and then sacked him the next year. But I can't really recall a a team and a title defense that has languished to this degree. Just a year after winning the title, just with mostly the same players in place. Like I don't know, was Sal Gaz this important to this team? Yeah. That that his departure kind of just everything went up in smoke after that.
1: I think I think that. Yeah. I don't know man, I think I think Saul was kinda of like a a harbinger for what was to come because what happened to him? I know he was kinda of suffering with he admitted to suffering with his mental health and stuff, but yeah I mean, he was he was world class. He was brilliant, um for a time. Uh and and how can you just go that far back, with and and he was given a good year or so to kind of fix it. I wonder, like, is that is that on the coach? And um, I don't know, like, it's uh, it's it's um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a complete rebuild here if Simeone comes in, and, and it's gonna be fascinating to see just what direction they go and who what kind of even coaches they're linked with because. It's um, it's. I mean, ten years at a club is is such a long time now in in in, in modern football, and I think that uh, Simeone he he his, that was his team and and it's it's uh. Like, I mean, again, we we can't say for sure this is the end of it, but it really is starting to look like that. It, isn't it?
0: it really does look like it's coming to the end of the road this time, and and. The 2019-20 season, I had kind of similar thoughts, but Atletico were able to turn it around uh, after the the hiatus due to the pandemic. But I don't really see the players are not responding. This is this is like a dead team. Um, one of the one of the papers today, either Marca or or As, said that this was rock bottom, uh, toca fondo for Atletico, and I'm inclined to agree. Um, like, on on one hand you can argue there is only one way to go up, but on the other, maybe we haven't seen the worst of it. We have teams competing with La Liga, or competing with Atletico in La Liga for a place in the top four that all know themselves better than Atletico do. It, it's a team that is not responding to the coach, a coach who cannot reach the players. Um, you gotta wonder how things are in the dressing room. Atletico have lost 10 times this year already. They haven't lost more than 11 times in any other previous season under Simeone. If you want one stat that encompasses where Atletico are right now in the Simeone era. It's that one.
1: Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like look, on, 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 the question now is it, it would take a complete and utter collapse from Atletico to, 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 uh, Simeone or anything like that. But how bad can it get here? I mean, uh, do you want to like, really, like,
0: di- really dive into the abyss?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, like I was just wondering, and, and we and I said on the last podcast about how maybe if Simeone came out and said like this is my last season, it might it might uh, unite them or anything. But the problem is, say for example, like with someone like Tuchel at Chelsea. Say no, he obviously does not have the kind of standing at Chelsea as Simeone has at Atletico. Right. But someone like Tuchel, they're not playing well right now. Fair enough, but. They, they have the tools, and they have the kind of footballing philosophy to play well. Um, uh, you know, so it's just a matter of kind of sticking with it, and, uh, you know, if, if they were completely averse to sacking them. Uh, likewise, with someone like Pep or someone like that, or Klopp, I mean, they're, they're playing the right style to get results. The problem with Simeone is they're not, they don't even have those tools to just keep the head down and keep working and the results will come like it's it's it, do you batten down the hatches and just try to kind of draw your way to to um, to, 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 to into Champions League football because that would just be complete and utter defeat at that point wouldn't it I think Atleti, I think they defeat. tried that a couple I think <laughs> well, they tried I, that a couple I, I months
0: ago like Adleti tried that a couple months ago after the Valencia game there were a few games where they Reverted to that battling, rigid, like non-offensive four-four-two. It got a couple results, but then swiftly backfired, and now there's really no tactical plan. Like yesterday, Atletico came out in, in some kind of four-four-two, and midway midway through the second half, I kind of lost track of of what the formation of the plan was. Uh, when Cunha came on, when Le Ma came on to sort of play as a left back, okay. Um, Suarez came on and and Serrano and and Carlos Martin at the end but I I really kind of lost track of the tack of what Simeone was trying to do just throw on all your attacking players and hope for the best which is not a tried and true uh, or sustainable strategy I mean it's also not sustainable to be playing Felipe and Hermoso in the same team Yeah
1: and and, uh, previously I, I, I do feel for Simeone because it is um he is having to play players that he just doesn't really rate. I guess like Simeon Versalko. you'd want to have some seriously good confidence, like your confidence would want to be fairly high to have been basically told by Simeone, I don't rate you, like I don't want you, and all of a sudden to be to be kind of drafted in and having to play, like it must, be, it must be strange playing for a manager who you kind of know at the end of the day doesn't really want you to play.
0: But he's playing you out of, because he has no other solution.
1: Pure necessity, yeah. yeah. I mean that's 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 rough going, and Felipe probably knows that himself as well as like, look. Any other team here, and I'm
0: gone. Like realistically. Yeah, no wonder, uh, No wonder he wants to renew his contract. He know he knows the opportunity here.
1: But 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 also, um, but he knows there's no one there to think replace him, and usually a manager will take him off and this is probably why you do need to play some of the young lads, like, like the likes of kind of uh, Javi Serrano or someone like that and, and kind of just that unbridled enthusiasm to go and make something happen whereas a lot of the atletico players playing right now are just pure fear and like what happened to Felipe last night with that ball was just pure fear He he like you know he was just so afraid, that he was gonna. He knew he was gonna make a mistake. He knew. He knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, when uh, you're afraid, you're
0: gonna make a mistake. You will make a mistake.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly how it works. And and uh, if he, and that's why kind of young lads. If you bring in a couple of young lads there and play them, just you know, it, it gives the team a, a, a little bit of a boost, and they're also playing. they they're not wise enough yet. They haven't been hurt enough yet. Jeremy to, to feel that fear. They don't know what <laughs> they don't know what hurt is yet. So like <laughs> I mean, you play a couple of eighteen, nineteen, and they're just kind of completely innocent to how how how, how bad it can get, and, and they just go out and play like their kids. And um, I think that's probably what's needed at the moment. But I can't really see Simeone doing that, or, or listening to anyone telling him to do it. I mean, we're we're chuckling
0: we're chuckling at that, but it's thing. true. Like a guy like Serrano comes on yesterday; he literally played with no fear. Like he made the crunching tackle on Yada's eye that Simeone was kind of in raptures over on the on the touchline, like ferociously applauding. Um, Ibrahim Kamara, a teenage centre back with the B team, uh, could also be an option given the lack of. Uh, real solid contributors in central defense and Atletico likely aren't going to go to the market uh, to buy one this January. But Carlos Martin as well has been scoring goals for the B team. Simeone's kid has been scoring a lot of goals for the B team as well. Like these are guys who should not only be in match day squads, but I know the team has to make top four. Like that is a club target every year to get top four, to remain financially viable. Um, but on the other hand, these are kids who have not been like infected with with the fear virus that is coursing its way through the first team's veins. Like these are kids who can come on and play without any fear of reprisal or reproachment and c- perhaps can drive the team forward. Like what what else is there? This is a squad with 20 21, 22 players anyway, very few of whom are really pulling their weight this season. Why not turn to the kids? Why not? Like, I know you need to make top four. But they can legitimately help you if put into the right positions.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's uh, that's that's what I'd be pushing for. And if Simeone was properly pragmatic now, he would be starting a couple of those players. Mm. Like it's 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 actually a, a massive shame that we don't uh, talk about. Uh, we, we we don't even talk about youngsters on on the podcast, like because it's just like they're not going to play, and even if they do play, it will be out of pure necessity and. It'll be a once once off in a by game, and they'll be so afraid of making a mistake and making an impact that they'll just freeze. Whereas if you just tell them go and play, you're going to play for the next six months. You're playing. You're going to get time. Just go and play, and uh, you you get a response from them. And um, but, but yeah, this is a this is the kind of conundrum we find ourselves in because I don't think Simeone uh, is going to do that.
0: Well, in that vein, Robbie, uh, let's uh, shift gears a little bit to a, a new segment we're calling Star Starter or Sell. Uh, I'm going to name a few players, and we're going to debate whether they are like indisputed, like indisputable, like top flight players you need to keep at at all costs. Guys who—that's the star category, the starter category. Guys who. Should be in the 11 most weeks, uh, but you can make a case for, for potentially selling high on them. Um, and then the sell category, kind of self-explanatory. These are guys who probably shouldn't be on the team next year. Uh, so a few names that I think are are probably borderline as Atletico look to once again rebuild the team next summer. Renan Lodi is the first name here. Uh, Lodi in his third season at Atletico, uh, clearly a very offensively talented left back but he is rather limited. He is he has not really demonstrated since his first season that he is capable of holding down the left back position for an elite European team, but he's also still really young and he has a lot of attacking flair. Uh, is he a star starter or a sale candidate, Robbie?
1: Yeah, I I, I think I mean I'd sell him, but the problem is that we like if you were just looking at Purely, whether he is good enough for Athletic, I would say sell. So. The problem then is, that, or the next step in the in the in the evaluation is, how much money are you going to get for him? Um, given the fact that you paid, what you paid like something like twenty million or something for him, yeah, and yeah, like I mean, are you going to get that back from him? And who are you going to replace him with? But in in a in reality, what we've seen from him, I think. Yeah, he would be the kind of player who I'd be comfortable selling. And being able to replace with someone cheaper and more solid defensively. But but then, yeah, it depends on who the manager is going to be. But yeah, I'll, I'll go sell on that one. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think a few of these do depend on who the manager is going to be. Uh, Lodi turns 24 in April. He's in the middle of, I think, a six-year contract. He's still young. Defenders sometimes take... More time to develop than attacking midfielders or forwards. But Lodi has, has really shown very little growth in, in three seasons. In 2019 20, his first season here, he was one of the best left backs in La Liga. But he's never shown that he can play in any system that isn't a 4 4 2, where uh, in Simeone's 4 4 2, the fullbacks get a lot of touches. Lodi and Trippier used to get a lot of touches when Atletico were playing uh, that formation. Lodi has never shown really any capacity in more than 100 appearances now, 101 appearances, to consistently contribute to the team uh, outside of that one formation and that one role. So I would probably, I wouldn't like it. I'd probably loan with an obligation to buy, which equates to sell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of reminds me a little bit of a, of a of a kind of like a Nelson Semedo or someone who kind of started well. It looks half decent. Sure. You could probably get a you could probably get a good price for him from a Premier League team. Yeah, Atletico
0: would probably make uh, a profit on Lodi. This is a guy who could go for 30, 40 million to England.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like given his age and given his kind of ability to play wing back or or seeming ability to play wing back, I think you probably could get that from Atletico. Have been quite good at turning those kind of players into 20, 30, 40 million, million players, uh, which, uh, sell selling to premier league clubs, clubs and, and things like that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, maybe, but his season has been really poor and he just looked really jittery right now. As yeah. Far as, uh, as far as, what I can see. His
0: defensive ability isn't anything to write home about. And he's not playing consistent minutes. Uh, that, that strikes me as someone who should be on, at least on loan getting minutes. So Atletico can see what they really have here. Uh, so that's Lodi. Um, uh, Toma Le is next up. Now, Le Ma has been one of Atletico's best players this season, as he was last year. I think he's one of the maybe two or three guys on this team this year that you can genuinely say has taken a step forward. He's also out of contract next year uh, in 2023. So he's out of contract in 18 months. Renewal talks seem to be going pretty well, but nothing's been officialized, confirmed yet, finalized, etc. And Atletico have an overbooking, quote-unquote, of Players like this in the midfield. Uh, you have Coquelin, DePaul, Paul, um Correa can play as as a winger. Uh, Lehmann offers something different. Carrasco too. I mean, Le offers something different. He's a very creative player and probably the team's best dribbler. But with a year and a half to go on his contract, what would you do? Star starter or sell? I'd say he's, he's a starter. He, he he has shown
1: star quality. In the in in uh, throughout the last maybe eighteen months, but I, that's probably on the the higher end of um, of what he can do. So, but, but I think he could definitely contribute to uh, to a good side, and I think he's got the willingness and the fight, and we've seen that definitely. And um, you 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 probably wouldn't get what age you see now Twenty seven? Twenty six. Twenty six only yeah like I mean I yeah starter slash very, very close to becoming to, to being a, a a star. If if you got the right manager who believed in him, and he he's the kind of player who, he, he, like you'd be thinking, oh no, you can get someone better, but he's the kind of player who they're hard to find. Um, with, with experience in the league and and who has shown he can do it. Uh, yeah, I, I'd have him as a starter and very close to being the star category.
0: I I'd agree. Actually, I would. I would hang on to LeMah because he looks to be entering his prime. After two years in Madrid where he looked just—he wasn't at the races, right? He just looked like he was an ill fit in the team. There were persistent rumors that Atletico were looking to sell him or at least loan him. Last year, he really breaks out. Uh, This year, he has taken his game to another level. Uh, The injuries have been a concern. His contract is winding down, but he's 26— um, he plays a premium attacking midfield position, and he he's legitimately a really good player. So unless there's a like a wild offer that comes in for him, I would probably extend his contract and and look to build around him. He's he's very good, and I I did not imagine him becoming this good a couple of years ago.
1: No, it did. It looked uh, it looked like a lost cause there at one stage, but he he definitely turned around, and he does have that ability to be the player, that agility, that. Uh, and to break lines, he's, he's a brave passer. He's, yeah, he can beat a player. And I think that's something that's really hard to
0: find. What would you do with Yannick Carrasco, Robbie? Uh, his contract is up in 2024. He's now 28 years old. Uh, prime contributor last season as Atletico won La Liga. Without his uh, peaking form in April and May, Atletico probably don't get over the line. This season has been a struggle. Uh, Simeone has played him in multiple positions, and his performances have been inconsistent. I think, to say the least. Would you sell high on him with his contract up in two years?
1: Uh, I, I probably would, yeah. And, but 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 for for one for the main the main reason being that if I was gonna pick a new manager, the new manager would be playing a more kind of associative style. And I think that Yannick Carrasco is more individual, and he's absolute, and that's why he's so good right now for Atletico, is because they are crying out for players just to break line or to to, 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 to beat a player one on one, and and that's obviously an amazing skill to have. But I just don't know if um, if he would fit into a more kind of associative game. Um, the the that you probably Atletico might try to do if they bring in a new manager, uh, or, or, or but, but but yeah. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's a that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, but I, I I don't even know what you'd get from like someone like Arsenal. Like we linked with him before. Yeah, I didn't see him kind of going there, but um. You can, yeah. you could probably at 28
0: at 28 years old probably his last. Big, the last big opportunity to sell high on him, I he could probably go for 30, 35 million. Like is a very good player. We just don't always see it. That's been the, like the prime criticism of him throughout his career is that uh, when Carrasco is on, he is one of the most dangerous players in Europe. But when he's not on, he actively hurts the team. So it, it's a tough one. Um, I think... It, Carrasco, more than most other players, comes down to who the manager is going to be and how the manager is going to use him. If it's Simeone, then we kind of know how he's going to use him. If it's somebody else, then he, he I think he could go. For now, oh, it's a tough one. I, I think you would have another opportunity to sell in 2023 rather than right now. I'd probably keep him as a starter, but I don't think he's one of the star, most important players on the team. He's too inconsistent. Despite his obvious talent and his directness and his versatility... Uh, his decision making just isn't always great. So I keep him as a starter with, with one eye on the market to see if you can at twenty eight or twenty nine years old sell high on him.
1: Yeah, I guess that's that's what you would say about Carrasco is that he can be a starter a hundred percent. But if the if the proper offer come in, you would be more than willing to. He's not like a corner piece, and um, a corner, yeah, um, a corner piece of this team and. Yeah, I think that that's uh, something, that, and, and and you're saying there about the inconsistency, which is true, and also his end product hasn't always been there.
0: Right, oh, yeah, two which, which losses, could right?
1: improve, which could improve with better finishers inside in, in the box and kind of with clearer instructions to deliver crosses and stuff. But uh, yeah, like I mean, he doesn't really score that, as many goals as you might like, and doesn't assist too much too often either.
0: Two more players for you. Uh, this one's a defender, and I, I had to weigh up which one I was going to talk about. I ended up going with Jose Jimenez. Uh, he's you know, due to uh, I, he's younger, and I think he is probably, in terms of his raw quality, a bit better than Stefan Savage. Uh, Jimenez signed an extension to 2025 over the summer. But he has once again dealt with injuries this season. Uh, he's made... Only 11 league appearances. Every season, it, it seems, he misses 10, 15, 20 games, equating to 40% of the season. He's never made 30 league starts or 40 appearances in a season for Atletico, and he joined the club in 2013. Uh, Jimenez is uh, 27. He turned 27 today on Thursday. Uh, central defenders do take longer to develop. A lot of those guys don't hit their absolute peak until their late 20s, early 30s. So if you're Atletico, you may not want to miss the boat here, but Jimenez has never shown a capacity to be healthy despite his obvious talent. Do you sell him, start him, make him a star, or a corner piece player?
1: Yeah, I would probably sell him. It like, depends on what you're going to get from. But I think I think Jimenez is the kind of player who... um. Yeah, like we have got a saying in Ireland: if you if you if you were reputation as an early riser, you can lay in bed all day. And mm. I think that that kind of goes like he's got a he had a reputation as being a young up and coming talent. And after that, it doesn't really matter what you do because he hasn't really done anything of note, if we're being honest. And um, when he plays, he can be decent. But I mean, if you were if you were looking at um if you were looking at the money that that. That Man City were offering for him last summer, I think it was, and and the the, the teams linked to them. Uh, I mean, you'd you'd take their hand off for that now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also also um the. I I would also say like you mentioned there about the injuries. I would kind of be hesitant to 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 to, to, to criticize players not because I I think Atletico have an in, an issue there with with, uh, with injuries. Um and sure dash. Probably could be fixed if players went elsewhere. Uh, I think that that has been a a, a a problem for Atletico in for the last number of years. So uh, uh, yeah, I would I, I, I would I would have I would trust Simeone could get um, or sorry not Simeone I, I could trust that uh, if he, his, his injuries would be fixed if he went elsewhere. But if you were getting eighty. 70 80 90 million off Newcastle no United of for him
0: i think it has to take it Yes, yeah, and, and that's economic. that's where i were i think you and i agree uh with, with injuries it's it's hard to it's it's easy rather to kind of blame the player and the player only but there are a lot of other mitigating factors right the the football calendar is frankly ridiculous these guys don't get any rest they're Traveling for club games, international break. They're playing for their countries. Jimenez has been a Uruguay regular since he was a teenager. Uh, So, yeah, guys get hurt. It's part of the game. Some guys are more injury-prone than others. Sometimes it's biological. Other times it's in training and preparation. Uh, Profe Ortega has come under immense criticism this season and in past seasons for Atletico's injury record. It's kind of funny. The one year Atletico avoid major injuries, they go on to win the league. I don't think that's coincidence. Uh, so uh, Atletico have uh, reverted to uh, having a bunch of players in the infirmary as is the Spanish phrase the enfermeria. Uh, um, they've had a bunch of players out this year and the results have corresponded. That being said, Jimenez is talented enough and tantalizing enough to where someone could lodge a big offer for him. And if an offer like that comes in like 60-70 million like if Newcastle are sufficiently frustrated in their Diego Carlos pursuit and ter- and pivot to someone like Jimenez, and they offer Atletico a whole bunch of money to sign him after signing Trippier, yeah, I'd, I'd probably sell. I'd sell high on him um, because you you do risk him uh, taking flight at another team with perhaps better physical preparation. But it it hasn't hasn't worked here. He's the third captain and leader of the defense, and he's only available for sixty percent of the season. That's having him and savage for the medium to long term is simply not sustainable because both those guys are really injury prone
1: yeah exactly yeah and I think that especially you could probably get away with having Jimenez alongside someone like a Jules conde or or uh, like a like a uh, maybe a, a ball playing center half but having him and felipe in this form and savage you need you need to change it up and I think they're, they they probably if you're freshening up the defence and you're bringing in a new defender, you'd keep Jimenez and partner him with him with the new guy uh, who could play more football. Maybe someone like a Pau Torres, for example. Pau Torres or Jimenez has a, has a nice kind of ring to it. But if he could stay healthy, you you could you you would be comfortable keeping him, and you could you you'd actually be comfortable maybe even putting him into the star category. But uh, yeah, it would it would it would be it would be conditional keeping him if if a big offer came in.
0: And for Savage, he's only made 30-plus appearances in a league season twice in his seven years with Atletico. Uh, and Miranda very rarely missed games. Uh, Savage and him, as good as they may be, are the opposite. So that's the biggest reason why Atletico need to reinforce central defense this summer, uh, because it's simply not a sustainable strategy to continue relying on those guys when Felipe and Hermoso are the backup options. The last guy I'm gonna uh, that we're going to talk about, and then we're going to do a quick Valencia preview and get on out of here, Joao Felix, Robbie, uh, a guy we have talked about quite a bit on the show. He's the uh, club record transfer, 126 million euros. Very talented, super skilled, sensational skill, but there's a difference between being really talented and really good. Joao Felix is decidedly the former. He has made nearly 100 Atletico appearances, uh, He's in 95 appearances, 22 goals. He's got only three goals in 19 appearances uh, in all competitions this season. This is year three of his seven-year contract. Uh, The the experiment so far, the gamble has not paid off. So even then, he's only 22. He's clearly extremely talented. And sooner or later, players that skilled and that talented, they're probably going to pop. They're probably going to become really good players. So... Would you stick with him, build him, build around him as a cornerstone? Would you start him, but leave open the possibility that he may not be a superstar Ballon d'Or type player, or would you sell him now and just end the experiment right there? And um, yeah, I was actually
1: just thinking about this in terms of. How hard it is to do what, say the likes of uh, Lionel Messi did. I think. I think what Lionel Messi did. I'm not, not saying Jofe is going to become him, but that's the hope. You're hoping he has six years of just pure, or for just a just a, a for example, six or seven years of just like twenty five turkey goals a season, world class, top five Ballon d'Or voting. You know, that's that's what you're hoping. And like. You know, I just—it's it, amazing how difficult it actually is to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lionel Messi did it for so long; he did it for like 15 years um, at the very, very top. And it's—it's—it's it's, it's, like you look at Antoine Griezmann, for example. was considered, and Griezmann was considered. Um, Griezmann was considered to be the, one of the next Messi, or, or kind of, not the next Messi, but, like, on the same level as, as him. And it, 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 they were hoping he would get to a, 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 a world proper world-class status. And, and he did there for about a minute. And then, like, it, it's so hard to sustain because situation changes, things change, and, and, and playing style, and, and, you know. And it's just, um, like, the likes of Joe Felix, yeah. You'd be hoping you get six or seven years out of him, but all these young players we live in we live in hope obviously and and it's kind of like in the n f l and the nBA the draft we, we i know I certainly do I'm an optimist i think to, I, when I think of a player, I think of the very, very best case scenario. I'm like, imagine what this is going to be It's kind of like um, when you see games in hand, you think you you automatically think. Oh, two games in hand—that's six points. Right. But the reality is, they—they never win those two games. Like you know, <laughs> so so like, young yeah, Felix, you're thinking what could be, and you're like, wow, like this could be something special. The chances of that happening—I uh, mean, it's so—they're so slim that, that he's going to do what we expect him to do, or what we hope he would do for six or seven years. Now it comes to the question of. And you mentioned it about uh, you being afraid to miss the boat on a guy. Like, whatever about Jimenez, whatever about guys will be like, look, like we, we we gave Jimenez a chance and we thought it was the right time to sell him for sixty million and that's it. No no regret, that's it. Joe Felix is the one that you would be like you would be sick. Like you'd be right. you'd be that's a kind of a uh, uh uh, a, a franchise player for yeah, like a franchise player for ten years. That's uh he is a, a, a complete like the kind of player who could turn you from being fighting for the Champions League to proper La Liga favorites every year. And so, in that sense, it would take a lot of money to sell him. But you also have to wonder what's he thinking. Like, I mean, I mean, uh, are you going to just give him the keys and say, "Look, this is going to be your team now, and that's it"? Do you think he has that in him? Have you seen enough from him to say, yeah, he, he wants to just not be let play properly uh, under Simeone? And obviously these are all the questions that have to go into that for Atletico Madrid, but uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably give him one year under a new manager, and he's still young enough then to to, to, um, to his value will still be fine, like Man, Man City or Man United or, or uh, maybe uh, someone like Barcelona even would, would come in and buy in for 80, 90 million. You're still, you've gotten four years out of him. At that point, you've kind of proven that look, this isn't going to happen, and you're still getting a large chunk of your money back. So, yeah, I'd probably, I'd, I'd definitely keep him uh, unless, the, unless the offer from Newcastle is like 140, 50, 60 million or something. And So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd keep him for another year and see what the new manager has in store and kind of try to Take a manager that was going to be able to bring the best out of him, and and go from there. And then after, if it doesn't work, after another year and a new manager, I'm probably be starting to look at, at my my options at that point.
0: Complicating a possible transfer for for Joao is that Atletico still owe payments to Benfica for him, because Atletico <laughs> purchased him with a deal agreed in installments, and I believe they were four thirty million euro installments. There's still one more payment to be made there, so it makes sense why Atletico. Are coming out in the papers and saying joao felix is untouchable we're not selling him Simeone believes in him etc but you look at the evidence the empirical evidence you watch atletico play and how felix is the team is not built around him it never has been in two and a half now almost three years of felix being here coached by diego Simeone. cholo has never built the team around him for a meaningful period of time there have been glimpses there have been bursts there have been periods of good form And then he's gotten hurt, he's had a couple bad games, he's started on the bench, and the cycle repeats anew. It's a frustrating cycle because the player is obviously very talented but hasn't really put it all together. And I I don't really think it's going to happen under Simeone. And the question is, like, does Simeone tell Atletico, look, I'm going to be here for the next three years, end of story, uh, build the team to these specifications? If Cholo tells the club I'm not leaving no matter what, then I think they probably should sell Joao this summer. Um, I mean, Manchester City wanted him when Benfica uh, when Benfica were, didn't really put him on the market, but they were open to a sale a few years ago. City wanted him, Barcelona have wanted him. Uh, if Simeone says he's coming back for next season and beyond, then I think you do have to look to the market and say, if you guys, if Man City, if you can pay us what we paid for him, plus that final payment to Benfica, he's yours. But if Simeone leaves, if this season really does conclude in an, an absolute free fall, and Simeone's position really does become untenable, then a new manager will relish the chance to build around him, most likely. He, Simeone sees, he, he does what he thinks is best for the team. Uh, like he's not trying to tank, he's not trying to actively hurt certain players. He's trying to win in the best way he can. And that his plan for winning does not always include Building the attack around Joao Felix when you and I have kind of thought, well, it should. It should. He's talented enough, Mm. and he was expensive enough to where you need to show his full arsenal, his full capabilities. They need to be on display. So, with that uncertainty in mind, because you know we we don't know what the rest of the season is going to hold and what the summer is going to hold. With that in mind, I I would the star slash starter borderline right there. I wouldn't sell yet. I give it another year irrespective of who the coach is but Simeone or whoever replaces him has got to build the attack around him because we need to see just how good he is we we see it we see him feeding off scraps in some games like he didn't play very well against L'Oreal but that's because he barely got the ball and that's because opponents key in on fouling him a lot like that's that is a, yeah, what, a key strategy to stopping him yeah so
1: the problem is like uh, he's too expensive to to be is just a starter, darling. This, this is the problem. Right. He has to be either a star, or else get, yeah, you're selling. Like, you because he sell. was too expensive. You can't just have a 120 million euro star <laughs> tur And and I think um, and and I think yeah, your, your point there, but like when, when you look at like when you, I, I just think the brain is a very a very in, interesting and, and confusing thing because we we we're very optimistic but at the same time we think what's happening now is going to continue to happen into the future so you look at the like of vinicius and i thought he was i thought he was like I, I was like this guy has no chance i thought real madrid were after buying a dud and he wasn't going to be able to figure this out and all of a sudden look at him now look like, at him I mean, now there, there's talk now that he's going to actually freeze the whole mbappe and um, like, like, like that's uh, um, that's being mentioned that that maybe they don't need a like you know that's mm. how good Vinicius has been. Yeah. So like, um, so like, I mean, it, it's it's very hard. Like you look at Joe and you're thinking there's no way back, but there's always a way back. And 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 I think once he kind of gets his head straight and 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 has a manager that believes in him, because the problem with Simeone's style is that he doesn't. He doesn't like you. You you flourish. If you do flourish at Atletico, you flourish because you're able to first and foremost fit into the system, and then you have the talent to excel within the limits of that system. So Griezmann, for example, who was kind of in a way born to be, uh, a, a, like a. What would you call it? A star, an understated star. Hmm. Um, he, he, was, he was. Is there such a thing for for Atletico? Because he first and foremost he did all the the work that Simeone needed him to do, and then within those confines he was amazing. Likewise with someone like Diego Costa, who who was like all fire and brimstone first, and fit into the system, and then he was just absolutely class. Um, you know, so Joe Felix needs to be the guy, regardless of the system, he needs to be the system, and that just in fairness, it was never going to work for Simeone in, in that sense. And, um, uh, I, yeah, and I mean, like, I, I guess you, you could say, like, a let it go were done in a way that. Joe Felix had had an excellent year. Benfica knew that they probably needed to sell him this summer or that summer, the summer that he went. And this is before coronavirus and all that, so the money was there. Right. And and Atletico just sold Griezmann, so they needed to buy a replacement. And yeah, they bought Joe Felix, and it didn't feel like rushed because it made sense to us. But at the same time, it was kind of it didn't really make any sense on on on, on paper at least.
0: So over the summer, uh, the it, it's the the club is going to have to make a, a choice here. Um, is it going to be the the club record transfer, or is it going to be the coach who's been here for ten years? Both sides, I think, have a decent argument for their case, and we're going to find out. Uh, we, we're still going to have plenty to talk about this season, even even if Atletico are only alive in two competitions and only just <laughs> alive in those competitions. Uh, there will be plenty. discuss and there are still a lot of games to go Uh, as things move quickly in football more than in other sports things move very quickly sensations and and vibes change very fast and before the upcoming international break atletico have another chance to get back on a winning path unlikely as it may seem (laughs) they have they have valencia at the Wanda metropolitano on saturday night an old school league fixture Uh, Atletico are unbeaten in 14 against Los Che. Uh, That may or may not be a club record. I'll have to check on that stat. But it's been a long time since Valencia have beaten Atletico, over seven years. Uh, Valencia drew 1-1 at Mestalla on Wednesday uh, against Sevilla. That's a big result for, for both teams. For Sevilla, they missed a big chance to draw closer to Real Madrid atop the table. And Valencia are only four points adrift of Atletico. Atletico do have that game in hand, but games in hand are deceptive. So a Valencia win on Saturday, which doesn't strike me as unlikely, uh, that would put them within a point of Atletico with the all-important head-to-head advantage. Robbie, how do you see this one going?
1: Yeah, I, I, we said it. I said it in the last pod before the Real So game that I wouldn't back Atletico Madrid right now to um, to. To, to beat anyone uh, i would say a draw is, is probably a fair result i don't know if valencia's bordalas book sorry bordalas and valencia figured out yet what exactly it is that he is asking them to do and at times it clicks and then the other times it just doesn't it looks like they're a team of individuals so and border needs as he said earlier this season they have to leave their soul out on the field every game um, and and which, which, which. Well, uh, if we, if we, if, I, if I know Bordelas the way I think I know Bordelos, he is going to make sure his team do go out and 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 play and and leave their soul on the pitch in that game because they can smell blood and that's what Bordelass the teams are good at. And also, um and also, I wouldn't be backing, I wouldn't be betting on Atletico. Um, they uh, uh, responding because we, we, we've been waiting now for them to respond to respond after a bad result, after an embarrassing result, after criticism when 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 the chips are down and oh here we go Athletic are going to come out all guns and I don't think that's ever going to happen. We we like like this season anyway, and we've been waiting for it. And we can keep saying it. Oh, they they they're have to respond in some way. I don't think they're going to. So I'd say. Given Atletico's talent, they'll scrape a draw, but it'll it'll be hard work against a fired-up
0: Valencia. A well-drilled and definitely amped-up Valencia. Uh, They won't have Jose Gaia in this game on Saturday. He was sent off at the end of the Sevilla game, so he won't be available. Uh, But Gonzalo Guedes is in excellent form. He will be there. Hugo Duro, who scored twice at Mestalla in that bonkers 3-3 draw that was more damaging than i think we realized hugo duro is going to be there and yeah this valencia team under borlas uh they look a bit like his hitafe teams uh with a a bit more quality um they had only about 30 percent possession against sevilla but they are they are tough sons of guns uh this will be a pretty foul heavy game a defensive game atletico are gonna have possession and borlas is going to task atleti with breaking down the los uh, los chase defense and we'll see how that goes. Uh, again, a 14 game unbeaten run for Atletico against Valencia. that dates back to 2014. A win here would be would be pretty big for Atleti. The really the only substantive goal this season barring a Miracle Champions League run is finishing in the top four. You have Bettis already winning this week. Uh, L'Oreal play. Uh, who does L'Oreal have this weekend? Oh, they got they got a taffe on Sunday. So that should be that should be a win for them. It's Getafe at Real Arena. So it, this is the this is the quote unquote title race that we're looking at. These five teams fighting for two spots in third place and fourth place, and Atletico at home against Valencia. In the past, I'd say it's a win, but given the circumstances and the the sensaciones around the team now, as they have been most of the season, it's tricky. Borlaas's team is going to smell blood. I think you're absolutely right, and a, a draw I think is. Probably the safe result to pick.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I and mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be venturing any further than the draw. It's definitely not, not.
0: Well, all right. We have been going for quite a while here. I did not realize we have been doing this for over an hour. This this might be breaking Colchonero chat records here, Robbie, in terms of the, breaking, the duration.
1: Breaking Colchonero chat rules. It's called the podcast police. We've
0: broken the law. <laughs> the podcast enforcement agency.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they they don't but,
0: catch us here. But uh, that'll do it for this edition of the show. And we will be back uh, this weekend to discuss Valencia and Atletico. I want to thank my guest, Robbie Dunn, for joining me today. Thank you, Robbie.
1: No problem whatsoever.
0: And keep it on into the Calderon, our social media, and our Patreon, patreon.com slash cultsnerochat, for all the goodies associated uh, therein. We will be back this weekend to discuss the Valencia game, and then an international break. We'll have coverage planned for you there. Until next time, adios.